The Toronto Maple Leafs coming off a 5-3 loss on Sunday evening to the lowly Chicago Blackhawks, moving Toronto's record against bottom five teams in the National Hockey League to 4-4-2. And And if you wonder how that... Well, if you wonder how that... uh, You might want to mute uh, your thing there, Coco. It's coming through, buddy. It's coming through. There you go. Um, We've got Marty B. Raw on the line. I I think a lot of people care about the Leafs' record against terrible teams because that could affect their playoff positioning, right? If you're on the road against Tampa versus at home against Tampa, that could make a difference. Let's bring him in. It is our hockey analyst, Marty B. Raw. What's going on? Not much. Just a beautiful, you know, morning here going to the rink and... uh... You know, I'm, I'm kind of a, a sad and upset in a little bit because this is the only time the Leafs are coming in in Buffalo tonight, and we don't even get the ga- to do the game on MSG. It's an ESPN Hulu game, oh, so brutal. I'm not going to be working it. Although I'll be there, I'll be there watching and maybe having a couple beers with my friends. But I, I like to watch those because people like to watch them on MSG in Buffalo. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, you'll be in for a dandy tonight. It's the new look Maple Leafs against the recently surging Toronto or Buffalo Sabers. I mean, there's got to be a lot of love and optimism right now around this team. And and Marty, before we get into the Maple Leafs, we've seen the Maple Leafs make a big move. It's it's close to trade deadline right now. The Buffalo Sabers right now find themselves only. Was it four points out of a playoff spot right now with six games in hand? I mean, do you expect the Buffalo Sabres to be busy come play uh, trade deadline? What do you What do you think? I don't, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're Boo. four points back of Florida with six games in hand. I think they're only three points back of Pittsburgh with a game in hand. So uh, if you look at point percentage, the Sabres are one of the you know wild card spot, but they've got so many games to make up. But now, I don't expect the Sabres, and I know you're booing me, and, and I, but Kevin Adams has said it many times, like he's not going to jeopardize the growth of the future of the franchise and, and the development of some of the young players just for a quick, you know, fix this year. And, you know, like, okay, could they add on defense? Yes. I think that would be a piece where you may want to add on defense uh, right now, you've got your top four with Dallin, Yoki Aryu, Power, and Samuelson. That's not going anywhere. But it'd be nice to add a piece to possibly play with Lubushkin. They've been rotating Bryson and Kel Clegg a little bit in there. Uh, but that third pair plays 10, 12 minutes a night. Like, you know, you're heavily relying on your top two pairs on defense. So if they did add. I think it would have to be on the back end. But up front, they're one of the best scoring team in the league. They were number one for a while, then they dropped to number three, came back to the top five. But that's, that's their identity. I don't think that you're going to change that or alter that by bringing anybody in. Like Timo Meyer, okay, that's great, but you're going to have to part ways with some of the prospects that you're developing that are in Buffalo right now. I don't think they want to do that. Well, Marty, when I talk about upgrades, um, yeah, I mean, Tebow Meyer would be an unbelievable piece, and I think the, the Sabres have done a great job stocking the cupboard full of prospects. But what did you think an upgrade in goal would do this team wonders, you know, in their playoff sort of run here that they see themselves could see themselves going on? You know, I was on WGR yesterday, and I was talking about the Sabres, and I basically said, 
Like they've Kevin Adams has done an amazing job, you know, putting this team in the position that they're in. You know, four points out of a playoff spot right now with a ton of games in hand. And just if this team could find a way to make this playoffs, think how much of a boost that would create with this young group going into next season. Because as as much as you can compliment the season they've had so far this year, you don't know what next year is going to bring with the, the step or some of the things you may face or maybe some of the, the steps that other teams may face that may – you know, help hurt you from from making that jump in that hurdle. I just think you got to take advantage of the window when it's there. And I think if the Sabers can upgrade their goaltending, it gives them a better chance to do so. Well, I mean, there's a couple things there, Carlo. One, um, the top six in the East are all stud teams, right? So you look at New Jersey, Carolina, Rangers, Toronto, Tampa, Boston. Like they're all stud teams. And then after that, there's a group that's battling for that wild card. The Sabres are technically in with point percentage. So they've done good enough this season, a bit surprising, I may say, to be able to get in that picture with the goaltending that they've had. Lukanen, look, he's been good. Um, He's still young. There's still a lot to learn for him. I still am not sure if you've got a number one goalie on your hand or if it's just an NHL, you know, journeyman backup or whatnot. Uh, but he's done good. Eric Comrie needs to play more, in my opinion. He's played three games since the injury and then him having a conditioning stint in Rochester, and he's won two of them. So, okay, well, I think you need to play Comrie more. And unfortunately, because they've got three goalies now, Craig Anderson, for me, would be the odd man out, although his numbers are the better numbers of all three of them, but he can't play consistently. Um, you know, they need to manage his, his recovery. He's 41 years old. Listen, I, I totally get it. I, I, I give him props for what he's been able God to do. God bless him. 41. Jeez. You, you, got, you got 28 games left in the season. You need to figure out who's your guy. And it's not going to be Craig Anderson because he's not going to go out and play 18 or 20 of them. So it's either Comrie or Lukanen. But when you look around the goalie market, Carlo, like, who's there that really is an upgrade? Who do you want to go and get? Well, Cor- Corpusalo, hey, Corpusalo could give you better goaltending than what you have right now. I mean, do they get it? I don't know about it? that. Corpusalo is doing it on a on a bad team in Columbus this year, facing forty six shots a night and great. But the guy's also been hurt a lot, and you're taking a chance. You you're taking a chance. I, I wouldn't want to take a chance on a James Reimer or Corpusalo. Uh, or even a Vimalka in Arizona. Like, Vimalka has had great numbers when you look at the, you know, goal save above expectation or whatever, but he's doing it with Arizona. Okay, how is this guy going to be in a 2-2 game when he faces 25, 30 shots as opposed to, you know, in a 4-1 loss when he's facing 47 shots? Like, that's the thing right now. I don't know that there's an upgrade out there that really, like, would make me want to jump on it. Our guest is Marty Biron, TSN hockey analyst, live from Buffalo, a city in which Ryan O'Reilly played three seasons in. And I'm curious to know your thoughts, Marty. We've been asking everybody, of course, you know, for the last three days here in Toronto, what is Ryan O'Reilly and, of course, Noel Achari as well? What does that mean for the Leafs? Like, how much better do you think Toronto is today as opposed to on Friday before they consummated the trade? 
Well, they're a lot deeper, that's for sure, and I think that helps the Maple Leafs. But I don't like, and, and maybe that's going to change, but I would not play Ryan O'Reilly in my top six. I would have him as my third-line center. I would say, look, your job is basically to shut down the other team. We're going to start building this roster that is going to be a matchup nightmare, right, that we're going to focus on. If we have Omice advantage, we got four games at home where we can put Ryan O'Reilly and whatever line he's on against the other team's top line. And I think that's, that's important. I remember last year, uh, Anthony Sorelli, right, and then and, and even Phil Deneau or whatnot, that was their role for a while with uh, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens of, of your shutdown guy. Um, so could that be what Ryan O'Reilly would be for the Toronto Maple Leafs? I think so. But I wouldn't play him on the top two lines. I don't think O'Reilly has the speed to uh, to keep pushing the pace with uh, you know with Marner and Elander and Matthews. I know Tavares doesn't have great speed, but I still think he's he's a value to the top six. I would put Ryan O'Reilly in the third line center position and uh, and really build my my depth of the team. Uh, we're talking to Marty Biron, TSN Hockey Analyst. Go ahead, Coco. I was going to say, I think ultimately that's where this whole situation might end up come playoff time. But for Sheldon Keefe, I think it's his right and his duty as a coach to experiment with him playing in the top six and see what he can get from those guys. And and I think this is a team, too, that's um, excited to welcome a, a, the prospect of, of Matthew Nyes to this group and, and see what he can do in the top six or maybe on a third-line role with O'Reilly come playoff time. But, Marty, you and I both know this is a luxury the Maple Leafs have, and they have a lot of time to figure this out. Yeah, no, they do have a lot of time to figure it out. Um, and and I think the acquisition of Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari uh, was a fantastic one. And it just, again, tells me that uh, this is important to be able to build a roster that's going to go and compete and win a first round at least. And then, you know, I, I mean, Boston is so strong, but you're making steps to even think, okay, how can we beat Boston? You know, they do have a Bergeron-type center on, in Boston. They have a Sorelli-type center with Tampa. We need that same type of center with the Leafs. So I think it's uh, – uh, I think it was a very, very smart move by Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan to bring him along. Now, again, Carlo, you talk about goaltending when it comes to the Buffalo Sabres. I've been pleasantly surprised, uh, I would say, with Ilya Samsonov and, and what he's been able to do. Uh, but I think in the end, it's always going to be that. Like, you look at all Linus Olmark is doing in Boston. You look at Vasilevsky in Tampa. Can Samsonov, in the end, give you play that's close to, and I'm not saying you have to exceed what the other guys are doing, but close to what the other goaltenders that you're going to be competing against are going to do? And I think that's still a question mark. But again, it comes down to, I always thought the Leafs were going to be in the goalie market at the trade deadline, and I'm looking around the market at the trade deadline, and I'm like, eh, well, who who's better? To? Yeah, yeah who's I mean, better that's there's, out no, there. there's nobody... The only thing would be, okay, could you add some depth because of the Matt Murray situation? Uh, but that would be the only, only uh, option the Leafs would be presented with at the deadline when it comes to the crease. Yeah, and, you know, there's talk like, oh, could they bring in Corpus Allo? And, I mean, Corpus Allo has some experience, no doubt. He I guess, was a big part of the reason 
Columbus beat the Leafs a couple of years ago in the playoffs. But, I mean, Joseph Wall has been one of the best goalies in the AHL this year. So I don't know if it makes sense to trade more assets to bring in a guy who may never even play for you. Again, Marty Biron is our guest. Marty, I wanted to get your thoughts on what Ilya Samsonov was dealing with on Sunday night against the Chicago Blackhawks and did not have his best performance. And, you know, there could be a number of reasons for it. Maybe Patrick Kane would be number one. And number two, he was dealing with some stomach issues. We'll let you hit listen, and perhaps you might be able to relate to Ilya Samsonov. You were a little bit sick, I think, going into the break too, right? So was it the same thing or something? No, no, no. In this break, I got some cough. Uh, right. right now, like more stomach, stomach and sick. Right. It's not not great. Gotcha. <laughs> it's hard day. And it's <laughs> yeah, hard day on the toilet. As a former NHL goalie, Marty, I'm sure you can empathize. You know, when you have stomach issues, you're playing goal in the National Hockey League. Probably not two things that um, intertwine well. Am I correct? No, you're correct, and I'll give you maybe this is too much information uh, on a uh, Tuesday morning, but like it's the hardest thing in your goalie gear to have to go to the toilet. And, and I hated getting undressed, right? And like I hated getting undressed. I hated taking my gear off. And if you have to go, it is the hardest thing to do having with all that gear on. So that's not fun. And then you put your gear back on and nothing feels comfortable and your stomach is gurgling. And funny enough, I still remember it was in 2008, right after Christmas, we played in Chicago, just like Ilya Samsonov just did in Chicago, and I had the worst stomach, and, and I was in the crease during the national anthem, and like, I felt like I was going to throw up. And then I put my mask back on, and I was like, I can't put my mask back on. I'm going to throw up. And I'm looking at the bench, and everybody's like, let's go, Marty. Come on, let's go. And I'm like, okay, I got to give it a go here. Uh, I played the game, but it was one of those, like, where it's not the Michael Jordan, like, food poisoning flu game. I've had that happen before where you don't feel good, but you overcome that, and you're like, man, I, like, I was lifted by something today. When you have that stomach kind of like you, you're going to be on the bathroom or you're going to throw up, it just puts you in a, such a, a tailspin, and it's, it's, it's not fun. It's unfortunate, but sometimes you got to battle through it. You battle through it. You, you put it in the garbage, right? Literally, you put that whole game in the garbage and you move forward. Yeah, well, that's something that Koliakovo d- deals with every morning here on this radio show as well. So, you know, I've been yeah. working with him for five years. Very similar stomach to, to Ilya Samsonov. I don't want to well, be used, wearing a diaper. I used to watch the guys in the locker room, like, I go into the bathroom in the first intermission or go into the bathroom in the second intermission. And I used to think, like, they're so lucky. All they have to do is. Drop your pants and they're done. Like, the goalies, it's so much complicated. Yeah. And I remember, Marty, like, as a player, when I used to play, everybody's played through it. I used to think to myself, when I was having those days, I'm like, okay, just gut it out, but do yourself a favor. Don't put yourself in a position where you're just going to get smoked with a hit because – any hit, you're like thinking to yourself, oh boy, this could be the end of hey, it. Lost control. Isn't that, isn't that a clip from Slapshot when he says you're going PP and that's right. it's about the power play, but it's not? Like, that's, that's yeah, that's exactly yeah. that. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Marty. You have like Al McKinnis bearing down on you with a slap shot. You're not feeling well. You're like, oh God, please yeah. miss the net, Al. Well, that, that, yes, that is like, please don't hit me. Usually you want the shot to hit you in the stomach. 
and then you can just like, yeah, you know, no rebounds, you cover it. You're like, please don't hit me in the stomach. That's not, that's not going to be it's good. Right in the mask, please. Right yeah. in the mask. Or right in my glove. Or in the glove, the blocker. Right the blocker please, works too. Knock me right out. So I yeah. Please, please do it. Marty, always great to have you as part of our show this morning in particular. It's the Leafs and the Sabres this evening from Buffalo. Enjoy the game. We'll catch up with you down the road. Absolutely. Big win tonight. Have fun, guys. Right, See you, pal. You. Marty, be wrong. I need to get From that Buffalo. in there. Big win tonight. Is yeah. he talking about the Leafs or the Sabres? Yeah, probably the Leafs. Although Buffalo yeah. has been kind of a house of horrors for the Leafs. Well, I tell you what, AK, I talked about scheduled spots. Guess where the Buffalo Sabres just returned from? The West Coast is the first West, game back. First game right. back from the West Coast. We will keep so. that in mind. The Leafs minus one fifty-five favorites on FanDuel. Speaking of FanDuel, I'll give you my best bets for tonight. Next.